Well, a massive hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you join me here in Melbourne, Australia. G'day. On our family holiday, we're wrapping it up uh, over the next couple of days, and it is so good to have you here with me on every platform possible, known to man, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and all the other ones that we've got going on as well. Wherever you are joining us from, a massive welcome for day 363, only two days to go, and we have finished our Bible in a year plan. Crazy. It's crazy. Let's talk about what scriptures we're going to read today. We've got no brew for you, uh, unfortunately, today. I know I'm in Melbourne, the land of coffee, and I haven't had any coffee um for you but that's okay um if you've got a brew drink it um if you've got a bottle of water drink it whatever you have you can drink your brew with us today let's have a look at what scriptures we're reading in the descriptions on every platform as per usual psalm 149 verse 1 to 9 revelation chapter 20 verse 1 to 15 and nehemiah chapter 9 verse 38 to chapter 11 verse 21 so those are our scriptures that we're going to be reading today Make sure that you get amongst those and give them a read because it is a Bible reading plan. You should probably read the Bible. Hey, before we get started, uh, just a quick thought for you before we get into this. Start thinking about who you could share this with. If this has been a blessing for you, this whole devotional reading plan, if it's been a blessing for you, I want to encourage you to think about who you could share this with as we come into the completion of this Bible reading plan. Who do you think it could really bless and benefit? We obviously put no money into any of the promotion. We put no money into the creation of the resource. This is a free resource, completely free. We want to keep it that way. And the best way we can get this out to more and more people is by you. If you've enjoyed this uh, Bible reading plan, getting it and sharing it with anybody who you think is going to be a blessing to as well. That would be a huge help. But enough of that. Let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here. As Christians, we're called to celebrate our sovereign king, to praise him with dancing and to make music for him. The reason why, we are told, is in verse 4 to 5. It'll come up on screen as well. The Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with salvation. Let the saints rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. Sing for joy on their beds. That's the instruction here. We're supposed to jump and dance and sing on our beds. Now, I hope that you know that God delights in sharing his blessings with you. And the verses we read today should actually be a positive reinforcement of this fact. You can delight in the crown of salvation and rejoice in the honor of being in a relationship with him. This is such a delight. When you wrap your head around this, you can understand the the great joy that it is to be in relationship with him and receive his blessings. In Revelation we're reading today, it's one of those notoriously difficult passages Many books, commentaries, and novels have been written about millennialism and when the rapture will take place. There are very vocal and passionate views about this in all directions, and the sad reality is is that there are often divides that are drawn in the church because of this. Now, I don't want to create further divisions while I'm on my holiday here in Melbourne. That's not what I want to do, even with this devotional, even if I was at home, nor business week, 9 to 5. I don't want to create further devotions. In, uh, I do want to create further devotions. I don't want to create further divides in this devotional. My goal is not to do that today. What I want to do is share the broad strokes of three views that have been taken through the interpretation of this scripture. The first of those is post-millennialism. This is the view that uh, the return of Christ would not occur until the kingdom of God has been established by the church in human history for a thousand years. That's post-millennialism. The second one is premillennialism. Now, this is the view that the coming of Christ will be followed by the binding of Satan and the resurrection of the saints who will be raptured or taken up 
uh, to join him in a temporal kingdom where he reigns over the earth for a thousand years. This millennial kingdom will end with the final rebellion and last judgment. Okay, so that's premillennialism. And the third one is amillennialism. Now, this is the view that the thousand years is the period between the first and the second coming of Christ. This position holds that the period of a thousand years is, a, is metaphorical and not literal, and that the rapture will occur when Christ returns. Personally, I think the evidence in the New Testament points to amillennialism theory. Now, however, there is room for difference of opinion between Christians on this. Because this is a prophetic book, we have to be careful not to take it as a history book, where everything is literal. So, what possible evidence is there that the thousand years may have already begun, albeit a metaphorical te a thousand years, or even a literal thousand years. Number one, this is the evidence. Satan is bound. On the cross, Satan, Satan was defeated and thrown into the abyss, which was locked and sealed over him. Number two, the nations are not deceived anymore during this period. This is an era of the church where the gospel is preached to all the nations. There is no longer a veil of deception because the gospel message is clear and being proclaimed around the world. Number three, Paul says we're already reigning with Christ. And in the book of Ephesians, Paul actually says that God has raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realm in Christ Jesus. Number four, you're called to reign as priests of God and of Christ. This priesthood of all believers has already begun. Again, in the New Testament, we're already a royal priesthood. It seems like we may already be in this era. At the end of this, it's not debatable. Satan's going to be released and the final conflict will take place. Again, this is not really a conflict. It's a lot of hype for a single breath of Jesus' nostril. After the final judgment will take place. So after that battle, the final judgment will take place. And no matter what side of the fence you sit on and the perspective that you take on those three breakdowns of how it's going to work, the reality is this. No matter how the victory is achieved, the victory is ours in Christ Jesus. Finally, in Nehemiah, we see the people of God making a binding agreement to keep the law and to follow the law of God. The problem with this is the problem with the law. We can't seem to keep it as human beings. The following of the law is impossible to keep to. That's why Jesus needed to come and fulfill the law so that we could be free of its burden. Now we're called to live in a rhythm of rest and work. The people of God had to keep the Sabbath after working six full days. There's a swing in Christian culture right now at the time of recording this towards rest. And this is fine. I'm super on board with rest as long as what goes before it is six days of work. We need to ensure that we don't end up having six days of rest and one day of work. And while that sounds idyllic, it's foolish and would end in disaster. The Sabbath and rest is about restoring our connection with God. It's not about binge watching Netflix. It's not about chilling on the couch with a thousand Domino's pizzas. No, it's that's not what rest is. Rest is about restoring our connection with God while giving us time to reset our bodies, to go again and produce, to point people towards Jesus. That is the idea of biblical rest. Three, verse of the day. Verse of the day today is Psalm 149 verse 4. The Lord takes delight in his people. This is a very simple verse, but it carries a complex reality. The Lord delights in you. I mean, this is a huge revelation. He delights in you. That means that you're not a burden. It means that you're not a problem. You are not an issue for God. You are his delight. 
And that is it for the Daily Brew today, day 363 of 365 days of Bible reading. We've only got two days to go, people. It is huge. Hey, a massive thank you for joining me no matter where you are around the world on whatever platform you are watching or listening on. I'm praying for you as you uh, read the scriptures today that God will reveal more of himself to you and that you would see more of yourself in his image as you read the mirror of his word. A massive thank you for joining me today. That is it for today's devotional. Come back tomorrow for day 364. Crazy. Day 364 of 365 days. We are almost finished. What a crazy journey this has been. Until then, though, tomorrow, we've still got, hey, we've still got more Bible to read. So come back tomorrow for another day of the Daily Brew. If it's a Saturday day, have a great rest of your day. Unless it's sleep time, good night, sleep tight. And we'll see you tomorrow back here for more Bible, more banter, and more brews here on the Daily Brew.